previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. You'll you'll see small scars or patches mm-hmm. of his fur that are missing, uh, regenerating slowly as both from his ring and those sweet uh, necromantic juices in his belly, sending strength throughout his body. Yeah, I guess she was just she was so agitated by finding a fucking broom closet. <laughs> With the seal broken, a warm air whips through the crypt. You turn to see two ghostly figures, their bodies muscular and chest bare. What you see in their eyes is an eternal fire of rage. Roll for initiative. As the portal opens for them, the brother Cuneo is dealing with, uh, starts to pull them in. The other brother reaches out to grab him and it pulls <gasps> them both in together. Sitting on the bed next to this woman is a bow and hearing you step in she just grabs it and pulls an arrow and just like spins and knocks it at you all in iobarian i don't know if anyone speaks iobarian (laughs) (laughs) so you've come to kill me then Hello, world travelers. It's Abby. I play Pippa on the Fantastic Worlds podcast, Seleno and the greatest show on earth. And at long last, finally, I shall be stepping into the role I was truly born for, that of the galactic mistress of our Starfinder improvised audio drama, Far Beyond the Stars, which drops next week. It drops on April 1st, folks. That is Thursday, you are going to be able to listen to these dulcet tones spinning you a space opera for the ages. It is a rags to riches to ruin to revenge story following the fly for your die adventure path from Paizo. And this show, I think, will be right up your alley if A, you like space, B, you like fantasy, and you are a big fan of space operas in the vein of Firefly or The Expanse. Joining me will be Dustin, our good friend, GM of this podcast, playing a space cowboy, which will be very exciting for all of us. Jess is going to be playing a pink robot cat girl with a heart of gold. She's very sexy and very silly. We've got Saren, who is going to be played by newcomer to the Fantastic Worlds podcast realm, Heidi, who is... Uh, her character is going to be a crystal being, which is really cool. You get to listen to what how sentient rock do things. And then finally, Angel will be joining us as a four-armed granny named Fanny. It's going to be epic. These four goons are going to be playing some down-on-their-luck blue-collar cargo haulers, and they are going to be catching bad break after bad break after bad break that forces them to take increasingly dangerous and morally questionable jobs as they're ducking crime syndicates, they're trying to save people's lives, they're getting wrapped up in a galactic drama far beyond the scope of anything they may actually be prepared to handle. And it is going to be 
very exciting for all of us. So tune in on April 1st to catch the first episode of that. Quick note for as far as other news for the Fantastic Worlds Productions team goes on April 3rd, which is next Saturday, we're going to be doing a team Twitch and we're shaking things up a little bit. We are going to be playing The Quiet Year, which is a really fun game that I've personally been wanting to try out for a long time. It's a it's a map game, essentially, where you and your friends plan a community that has just survived a recent apocalypse and you have one year to get your community's shit together before the arrival of the next phase of that apocalypse. And I am really excited to play this with everyone. That's going to do it for me. I have talked to Ira for long enough, so let's get into it on our continued push to episode 100. Enjoy episode 97, Gaslit by Witches. You know what's nice is taking a nice deep breath and just taking a breather. Yesterday, I was having like a really bad anxiety and I just felt it all over my body. Mm. I totally went upstairs. It was super dark. So I don't even know what time it was. It could have been like five because the season change. California over here. It was so nice. The room was cool, dark. I did the A word, Alexa. I don't want her hearing me. <laughs> to do some holiday music. And I honestly just took a 10 minute break. I felt so invigorated. How fo- how long do you folks no- normally need kind of like to a uh, recenter? Sometimes I could just do a couple of deep breaths and I'm good to go. But I think I was there. If I had a guess, I think it was closer to 10 than 15 minutes. And I was, I was good to go. Do you folks ever do just like a sh- what's a nice one? Is it like just a 10 minute for you folks? A whole day, an hour? I don't know if it's too personal, but <laughs> just to state my curiosity. It really depends on what I was doing. For example, at the end of GMing, especially if I'm doing a double session of recording with you all, my end of my day result, the end of that is usually me getting on my, laying on my bed and staring at the ceiling for like five, four hours. Literally, oh, just that makes de- sense. just mental decompression, mm-hmm. silence. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I just want to stare at the ceiling. And that's kind of that situation because, I mean, eight hours of trying to GM and produce a podcast could be very draining. If it's a if it's a busy day where I'm out on the town the next day, usually just sitting around and watching TV or having at least a three or four hour area where I can just decompress. But other than that, I... I it can be just little, usually like 30 minutes just taking a quick like nap or reading a book or something usually will get me back in form pretty quickly. My anxiety manifests as like heavy disassociation from whatever it is that's giving me the anxiety. So I don't really... So they're both a problem in the sense that I'm not addressing the, the thing that needs to get done. I'm just heavily like just not doing it and pretending that it's not happening which isn't necessarily like helping. I don't know. I guess what usually gets me out of that is scream crying for a good like 10 minutes. Like I just have an absolute fit and then I panic do the thing and then I feel better. That's not a healthy way to do it probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm asking only because, well, to bring up, you know, a kind of mental health awareness because I would normally not even do that, by the way. I would just kind of power through or push it just deep down. 
and it was kind of, oh, probably one of the first time in probably years that I'm like, man, just give yourself a second because I'm always ready to go into response mode, problem solve mode, same thing, ignore it, and just kind of power through to the next item. And man, I just felt really refreshed. And it was just really a few moments just to get my thoughts in order, even if I wasn't going to address it just then and there. That one was just, I just need to be on my own for just a few moments. And man, for not having done that in, like I said, I think years or ever, flipping A, it felt fantastic. So I, I agree with you, Angel. I, I got an Apple Watch recently. And one of the things that I like about it is about four times a day, it tells me to do breathing exercises. It doesn't tell me to. It says, do you want to do breathing exercises? And I've started to do that. And I found my day has been a little bit better since I do it. Mm-hmm. The audience doesn't know this, but usually at the beginning of this every episode, I ask everybody to take a deep breath, hold it, and breathe out. Everybody usually laughs at me and makes fun of it, but I find it very helpful to kind of settle down my brain so I'm not talking ridiculously fast or excitedly, which can sometimes come off not great in a podcast recording. But yeah, I find it helps a lot. You know, as as the resident mental health professional... I can oh. I can actually offer That's some right. insight and as to why breathing is really important for centering our bodies is because we actually like when we get stressed out our nervous system goes into that sort of fight response mode or flight get away mode or we freeze and like our our breathing gets really shallow and and rapid because we need more oxygen to oxygen to get to our blood and so we end up actually Needing to slow down our breathing because our slowing down our breathing actually will calm our heart rate and allow you to to kind of pause. So even just like I think I do breathing exercises pretty regularly throughout the course of my days. And in the course of about two or three minutes, I can usually calm myself from being like really stressed to being capable of of doing whatever I need to do next if I'm being healthy. Otherwise, I will dis- dissociate like you said, Effie. <laughs> Like, just, uh, oh, let me just uh, not do my case notes. Instead, I will just uh, play on my phone. (laughs) Yeah, that that seems like a much easier thing to do in this moment. So I'm just going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice light question to start Heidi off as being on these intros. (laughs) I know, right? It's funny that you would ask that on the day that I am here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. I'm really glad. Our resident counselor. When I was younger, I used to actually stutter a lot more uh, than I do now. And the reason why I sometimes like have the little verbal tics now is because my mind is going a lot faster than what I can produce out loud. And so I like I have the verbal diarrhea sometimes or like I switch out letters or I switch out words in really weird ways. And that's one of the reasons why I gravitate towards the filler words like, 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 Mm -hmm. because it gives me that second of pause to actually be able to say what I want to say. And so to recharge, it's definitely just a quiet time. So I will either read a book or sometimes just lay in bed and just, you know, or go outside, just something that is myself silent and just doing things but i definitely try to incorporate the being thoughtful we do mindfulness exercises like every single week at school at the school i work mm. at and so i'm pretty in 
aware of everything that's going on because we really push for the mental health awareness and mental health well-being of our students on campus, um, especially uh, people of color. I don't know. It's a very long way of saying that I I do these things because my mind speak too fast for brain speak <laughs> tongue outy sometimes. That's a mood. <laughs> Thoughts too fast for mouth to catch up. Yeah, thoughts too fast for mouth is is i need that on a t-shirt um, <laughs> I, I have that issue too i i know that one well yeah it's the it's the hyperactivity um speaking of which i actually have had a very strange sort of like evolving uh roll back of many mental health issues i thought i had i know that you never really just overcome them they Mm -hmm. kind of it just goes in circles um and that is not to say you don't improve but it's more like the circle moves upward but you're still going in that circle you know what i mean uh i'm so very very familiar (laughs) with um, that's how my add works yeah so i had like a, a massive anxiety attack last week and then after that i was not recovering like you know it's that thing like angel said you know giving myself the time to just lay there but i did that for like any second of the day i possibly could which meant that i was spending almost all of my time just literally just laying down (laughs) Mm -hmm. and not and just brain off as much as i possibly could which is not good though because what i used to do is meditate i used to meditate all the time and i have stopped in recent years And that I think is taking its toll now when like that happened. And then I had one of these days where I'm still uh, not sure if this is a normal thing that happens to me or not, like for for my ADHD or if there's something else going on, because I had a day where I just completely lost control of myself for like four hours straight, just unable to stop doing things. I needed to compulsively like clean uh, certain things and I was not lucid for almost all of it. So I don't remember most of what I was doing. Um, and I, I always come out of it very like sweaty and freaked out. And like, I, it, it's funny because the part some of the parts I remember are like, if there is a loud noise, I will get so scared when I'm like that. Like I was like, Oh my God, oh. <laughs> like that level of reaction. <laughs> um, like a dog. And then, yeah. And then immediately go back to it. Like I have to scrub the, this right now. Like, uh, oh, Jess. <laughs> it's wild. I don't that know what is going on. Is terrible. Um, and then yesterday and, today i've just been filled with furious anxiety so i do need to probably meditate which is actually i'm glad you asked this question because it reminds me that hey there that may be the thing that you're not doing that you used to do that was helping you so it's a good a good little reminder yeah and and what i i just you know we've actually talked about this because we we have we share a lot of things when it comes to Mm -hmm. that stuff but for the last i'm a prodigious walker that's how i do a lot of my it's my thinking time it's my time to get all Mm -hmm. that anxious energy out it's to the it wears me down so i actually get a good night's sleep and for the last two years about i have not been able to walk all that much because because i've had injuries on my foot that have kept me in casts so I've not been able to do the walking that I used to do. And man, for a while there, there was a pretty serious dip in my mental health for 
for a, the last probably six months, I would say, just because it was affecting me so much. Well, and that's that's got to be a thing that's happening with everyone with with quarantine now too. Is like mm-hmm. now you it, it's it's harder to do things like that, activities like that that are really helpful for you. Uh, even still, you know, it's another layer of like adding adding that difficulty. Yeah. I used to mm-hmm. love going to the gym, and I can't go anymore. That was helping me a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah that I, that's I the exactly thing is that my doctors are like, well, you could go swimming. I'm like, where doctor? Where can I go swimming right now? Yeah, where do you want me to go swimming? First of all, all the public pools are closed now because it's winter. So. Yes. And, and I don't <laughs> necessarily, again. I don't want to go to a public school, public pool when everybody's healthy. <laughs> yeah. In this exactly. time. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those catch 22s for this is, this has been a bad season for mental health, I think, all over the mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Just our usual avenues for coping aren't really open to us at the moment in a way that's like, easy welcome to episode 97 everybody it's good times yes heidi welcome to hanging out with us for rain of winter heidi hello heidi as you all should know by now will be a primary character in our far beyond the stars but for the next couple episodes to get as we're nearing that episode 100 can you guys believe that we're almost to 100 episodes it's a little surreal that's Yes and no. It feels like it's only been 40 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take. It's almost like, for Logan, it has been around 40 episodes. <laughs> no, I've been there since episode two. You heard my voice. That's right. That's true. You <laughs> That's are right. on episode two now. He's been here in spirit. You know, we're wonder yeah. twins, so he's always yeah. with me. <laughs> if you've had Jess, you've basically... You've basically Jess cool. carried basically Logan's energy me. into this <laughs> podcast. And, and that reference, because I don't think everybody knows... We have been remastering our older episodes, and we decided to add a short little story at the beginning of episode two about Pippa, (laughs) and Logan makes a very brief appearance. So Logan has been with us since episode two. Mm -hmm. Actually, in episode two, in spirit between episode three and 65, and then came back as a full (laughs) voice. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's exciting. we breaking that hundred barrier. I don't think a lot of podcasts do that, and it's to be commended, I guess, on our parts that we're gonna get to that far and then we're gonna promptly fall apart after that i'd be i'd be interested to know (laughs) what percentage of podcasts do make it to the 100th episode 75 percent of podcasts drop off by episode seven wow so wow yes (laughs) that is a lot we are champions You know, we have a lot of fun with this. We have some amazing people who have come along this journey with us. I I mean, some of the people have been with us since the very beginning, and that's awesome. And so I'm looking forward to get not only I'm looking forward to not only hitting 100, but hitting the next 200 episodes to episode 200, where we will be get, starting to get very close to the end of this, this books. But it took us three years to get here. So, you know, we only have another three years to go with this 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 ap and then we'll be done with it <laughs> dustin can Dang. i come back for episode 200 oh <laughs> she should she absolutely should yes i'm just gonna, gonna say absolutely something. but uh, i think i can keep hanging with <laughs> the five of you for another three years i suppose until we get to episode 200 then i'm done <laughs> then oh, i'm done 200 okay. is my cap 200 is the cutoff where we last left you you walked into a room room filled with warm yellow light. It's a huge and lavishly decorated bedroom. The walls are painted white and draped with plush velvet curtains. Finely woven rugs cover the floor, while the furniture is upholstered in fine brocade and chintz. 
Silk sheets and delicate lace canopy cover an overstuffed poster bed to the south. And on the bed, you see a half-elf woman. What does this half-elf woman look like, Miss Heidi? This half-elf woman is... So she has short blonde hair that just barely moves, goes down past her ears in a pixie cut, uh, a long lean face and eyes that are sort of this amber color. She wears a a green cloak and brown gloves over, over a simple tunic. And sitting on the bed next to her is a bow. And as she hears you come into the room, she spins... Uh, and she says, in Iobarian, uh, so you've come to kill me then. Buon, in Iobarian, speaks back, no, we have not. Whose presence are we in? Uh, my name is Mereslova. I do not trust you yet, but are you not sent here by the the centaur this whole time andromeda has had her hands up like because she walked in ready to cast a spell and she's just looking back and forth between buon and this half elf (laughs) and the half elf definitely has an arrow knocked and aimed indistinctly at the group because Mm -hmm. she doesn't know who the biggest threat is (laughs) Yeah, yeah sounds about right and i think buon is wildly just signing in the team torta sign language Mm -hmm. Not aware ah, if anyone is able to catch it. Nice. He's just signing. Does Andromeda understand that yet? No. Nope. Like, is that on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Pippa. Pippa's likewise got her hands raised, and you can see the beginning flickers of her magic, like at her fingertips, as if she's ready to cast magic missile. But she's she's holding. She's watching Buon's hands very very carefully. And I think Buon's signing, just saying, uh, trying to figure out. What is going on? You mean you were you mean to tell me that you weren't sent by the centaur? Ah, uh, I do not know which centaur you are referring to. Do you mean the centaurs in the woods? There are woods everywhere. <laughs> oh. So the the centaur that is in Artrosa is the one that I mean. Oh no, we have not encountered a centaur in Artrosia. There is a uh, centaur at the base of Artrosia named Ardesia. She's very wily and probably hopefully warm but no we come from the centaurs in the woods to the south west far from artrosia we have come seeking the th- pieces for baba yaga's cauldron ah baba yaga's cauldron so as she lowers her bow slightly to as she feels the tension drop so you're either here to steal baba yaga's stuff or you are sent by her which is it perhaps all of my companions will be able to shed light on this situation. Do you speak common? Because I am the only one who speaks Iobarian. Do not know this common. What language is oh. that? I do have an, a, a few other languages I speak besides Iobarian. I can speak in Sylvan, Draconic, Abyssal, Elven. Do you know if any of your compatriots speak that? Um, I think Buon just goes through the list of all those languages because I'm pretty sure I speak all of them except for Draconic. Uh, he's just like, anyone speak this? Sylvan, anyone speak oh, this? Oh, Sylvan. Hallorianne, <laughs> Tuande. Abyssal, anyone speak this? Witch! No. Anyone speak this? Witch! Oh, Abraxas is going to whisper. Well, it's been a couple of seconds and they haven't attacked that the best reception we've gotten in a while he'll lower his shield and weapon just slightly he'll mirror your movements where he doesn't completely just drop them but if yours dropped a bit he mirrors and drops them just a skosh but still has he came into this room with a shield and 
and a weapon ready. But he'll he'll dip him down just a skosh. Andromeda's pretty bummed that she doesn't speak any of those languages. <laughs> so she sighs and then gets an idea and pulls something out of her, her uh, belt pouch and then closes her eyes and does some hand movements and touches her own arm and then the magic shoots up into her throat and there's kind of like a purple glow coming from him in her throat for a second and then it stops. And now I have cast tongues upon myself. Yay! Nice. I think Andromeda also does ask, Pippa, any of those work for you or should we do this magically? Oh, I'm definitely going to need some assistance if you've uh if you've got a spell to spare she yeah she nods and and uh touches you and the same thing happens the magic shoots up through you into your throat (laughs) let's bring this to sylvan (laughs) sylvan braxis is the only language that he he took (laughs) i i'm very i'm very sorry my name is uh buon also known as navratil oh that is not my first name. <laughs> Hello. Good to meet you, Buan or Navratil. Uh, that is not my oh, first my, name. <laughs> my apologies. It's Jeremir Navratil. My my God, it's been it's been a long time. Ah. I'm so tired. <laughs> These are my compatriots. It is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, would you prefer it to be called Buan or Javramir? Jeremir. I call him Jerry. <laughs> no, she does not. Yes, I do not. You. I do not consider <laughs> This is Andromeda. She is of no import. (laughs) She knows nothing. Uh, Marislova absolutely bursts into laughter (laughs) when when Andromeda says Jerry. (laughs) That is not candid. It is not sticking. I just imagine you all singing and speaking in this beautiful self language. And out of nowhere, you hear Jerry. And then going back... (laughs) it's like when my mom speaks Bisayan, it's just a rapid fire of all these like the indigenous and then just yes and then <laughs> chicken <laughs> oh i know <laughs> it's always so entertaining to hear that one phrase yeah pippa will also likewise introduce herself she figured the jigs up on the princess scheme, so she'll give her actual name. <gasps> oh, <laughs> to a stranger? What? Wow. <laughs> Pippa Loxley, it's, it's nice to meet you. The pleasure is all mine. And what, if I may ask, are, are you doing in a locked room in here, all by yourself? Marislova looks around the room. This is my bedroom. I lock my doors. I mean, her room technically shared a room with a mausoleum full of of two ghost daddies. I don't think she wants to go into that room very often. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I just kind of thought of it more of like someone locked her in was was my impression. Yes, I'm very curious about this architecture. I, as, as someone well-versed in the architectural studies, this this Artrosian statue is very confabulating. I do not understand. Who is in charge? Why is there a mausoleum connected to a bedroom, connected to a spider's lair? I don't understand. It does rather seem <laughs> like these are all things meant to keep you in, so... Pardon the question. Mm. Uh, the person in charge is normally Baba Yaga, but currently it is Jadrinka, uh, my girlfriend, and the the spider uh, is still alive, right? That's Baba Yaga's pet. Oh, he was um, dead. 
when we walked yeah. through. Uh, wiped a little spider from the side of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was alive when I fed it earlier today. No, this was very clearly dead. Something punched a hole in its thorax. Ah, well, I... Hmm. That wasn't us. No. <laughs> we clearly do not have giant paws, Kuneho, go behind us. <laughs> <laughs> Kuneho dissipates. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? I dispel Kuneho. There's nothing here. <laughs> Abraxas turn to think. Is Jindrinka the, the cow lady? Yeah, she's calling herself Missy and handing out keys. Uh, yes, that does sound like her. Uh, I assume that she, yeah, of course, she told you Missy, because she, she has this idea that because Bobby got told her she can't say her name, she can't say her name to people. I don't really understand why, but Bobby Guy is... Uh, Often mystifying in what she requests. Yes, I've never met her, but the things that Jadrinka says about her, I just don't understand. She's like, oh, I have to test these people. I don't get it. Why do you have to Mm. test people? (laughs) I like this person. Yeah, it seems like a very (laughs) roundabout way of of getting help. But, you know, someone who would throw the remains of uh, two two men into a room and uh, forcibly trap them there for eternity is perhaps more than just mystifying. (laughs) Seems like there's something wrong there. (laughs) And even that's putting it lightly. (laughs) But you seem to be the most sensible person we have run into in quite some time. Would you be able to direct us to the keys we need so that we can, you know, leave? Ah, yes. Are you just trying to get out of Arthrosia, or do you have something else that you are here for? Uh, no, we need, we we seek the ingredients for Baba Yaga's cauldron inside her hut. Oh, not door keys, then. No, more no, we keys have all in the, the door keys sense. we're ever going to need in here. Yeah, we have enough of those. I can, at the very least, I can show you to where Jadrinka is, and maybe she will know about these keys. She has been less than helpful on that score so far, but absolutely. Maybe having her girlfriend to talk her around will be useful. We've been, we've been together for five years. I can, I can get her to, to help you out. What was the place Nostafa told us we needed to go? The something well some sort of portal exit some something that started with an e oh gosh i wish i could remember things the eon well eon pit that's what it was <laughs> yeah. oh that's right yes we all remember the eon pit <laughs> <laughs> uh that would be in the crone yes uh i can i can take you that direction i you know i i find that i I find you all fascinating. It is uncommon to find people who are not witches inside of here. So Right. I I'm telling you. See he look Abraxas looks at everybody like feeling vindicated. Uh, uh, I, I knew it. What did I tell you? At this point yes, he, he, everything's he lowers a witch. his weapon. That's like the best way through his defenses. <laughs> Calling everybody a witch. I feel like he lowers them. I feel like Abraxas <laughs> has been gaslit about witches so badly. <laughs> I told everyone. <laughs> I think at this point, too, Buon turns to where he thinks Abraxas is, and he says, I told you I was not a witch. <laughs> she knows it. <laughs> and he's pointing wildly at wherever he thinks Marisol uh-huh. is. <laughs> wherever her voice was coming from. And yeah. moves his arm in her direction. <laughs> Thank you, like, little one. Like, nudges it into place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just over here, actually. 
By the way, did you wouldn't happen to have a healing spell of some sort for blindness? No, I do not, but <sighs> I... Jadrenka. <laughs> Jadrenka will. Oh, okay. We need to go. So we should probably be careful uh, as we move through the statues. There have been um, an ongoing invasion of centaurs and frost giants and some sort of demon um, for at least the last week. And I know Jadrinka has had her guard up a little bit more than then. We may we may encounter something before we get there, but there's also some Why urgency. Why do you think we're so desperate to leave? <laughs> <laughs> perhaps perhaps in addition to to helping you with your blindness and I don't want this to be a if you do this for us we will do this for you but it might make an ally of you for Jadrinka if you can promise to take care of our centaur problem I don't want to kill centaurs no if if we see Erdesia I can't kill her no I it, I don't think it's Erdesia I don't know the oh name of this centaur, but he is... He leads a group of frost giants. Oh. Oh, this uh, definitely wouldn't be Erdesia then. Very no. different centaur. <laughs> yeah, yes. they did not like frost giants. They were actually really impressed when we brought one to them, as I recall. Mm. Oh, that was cool. That was Praxis, cool. that was so cool. It was a good day. <laughs> that was a stretch of magic, a feat I don't think I'll be able to duplicate, unfortunately, because I didn't read the rules correctly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Quick little corrections okay, corner. We've all read the... our spells wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Consistently. But yes, it uh, seemed to impress uh, Chief Makar. Oh, hey. So you're, you're sitting there with uh, Marislova. And you're sitting in her bedroom, which is kind of awkward, I guess. What do you all want to do? I think Buon just wants to thank Marislova. So he just says, Sister, thank you for your generosity. It has been scant in these tunnels. And I metaphorically see a bright light at the end of this tunnel. And I'm very excited for it. I'm so relieved you're not an enemy. Oh, God. And you're a half-elf. <laughs> I love Kinship. it. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I can sense a half-elf <laughs> by their voice, the timber and the temerity of their voice, Andromeda. Have I not gone over the my linguistics qualifications? Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, Henry Source Higgins over I'm here. I'm sorry, I've been testy. I can't see. I, no, I'm I so know, tired. I understand. We understand. But this is such a stroke of good fortune. And if there's any way we can, you know, repay you or help you out, do let us know. But let's let's get moving. Let's go. I'm I want to... Let's go. <laughs> I want out. <laughs> I'm done with this place. <laughs> yeah. If uh, if you don't mind, let me grab my gear. I heard you coming in, but I was taking a nap. And she very quickly, like, she goes over to a workbench, picks up this, this hand axe, and slides it into a sheath on... Or a, a, a loop on her belt, takes, takes a scimitar puts it in the sheath on the other side, straps her bow across her back, and uh, and then says, uh, I made an item that is, uh, it's called the uh, bottled yeti fur. What it does is it would, uh, it would basically cover you in the fur of a yeti to give you strength against colds. You're more physically tough, like you can't be hit as easily. Um, plus, if you move through ice and snow, you, you'll be able to hide a little bit easier uh, for about 24 hours. Andromeda's eyes are real shiny. You know, you want a lustrous 
winter coat, Andromeda, as Abraxas oh! kind of strokes his his white fur. We could match even more. Ooh, yes. Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> Here you go. Marislava walks over and hands the bottle to Andromeda. Oh, thank you. This should be fun. She pops it immediately. <laughs> it is definitely like flaunting her new fur <laughs> underneath her coat, I'm sure. It's all like under her clothes. So she's like taking, pulling her shoulder of her dress aside and like looking at it. She's very tickled by the whole situation. <laughs> uh, you have never looked more like a Braxis. Yeah. I, she grins at a Braxis. Now you're going to feel naked when you don't have any fur. I mean, I know I do. <laughs> if everyone's ready, uh, let's go. Let's go this way. And she leads you all to the north exit of her bedroom. So Marislova guides you down a long hallway and brings up to a, a door. You all walk up to this door and Marislova takes out her keys and starts like flipping through them to try to find the right one. As as she's doing that, you realize just how many keys are needed in this damn place. Oh my god. <laughs> I describe, or Braxis describes the, of there's runes, writings, just because he knows Buwan's always knowledge base, expanding their knowledge. <laughs> okay, this one's a half circle with mm-hmm. a three spikes on the left side. Mm-hmm. This okay. other one looks like a duck... Oh, but with oh, the line going all the way through it. <laughs> as Epraxis is telling you about these, you are able to read it as... This says, As the seasons of life change, so must we sacrifice our past or the wisdom of our winter years. As we move through here, I am not the best at traps. This hallway is filled with traps to ward against non-witches moving through it. It is a ritual, so... We have to sacrifice our past for the wisdom of our winter years. Uh, as you might know, witches revere crones. They believe that crones are so wise because they have lived so long. Now, the secret is that you can become a crone as, as soon as you have done your training. You just have to go through a ritual and sacrifice things like fertility and health, strength. The spring of our youth. So I believe Jadrinka has sort of described this as hallway as being particularly dangerous if uh, if I don't walk down it with her. So I will tell you what each one means and point it out before we go on, but I might need someone who knows how to disable traps. Everybody turns to Pippa at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we all look at Pippa. Except for Buon. I turn Buon's face to Pippa as well. <laughs> she, blinks, she blinks up at everybody. She's like, well, the traps in here are like nothing I've ever seen, but I will... I will do my best if you point, if you can point them out. Pippa, why don't you roll me a disabled device? We'll get that out of the way. Okay, so just a blanket disabled device for... Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to cast guidance on you for plus one. So what'd you get there, Pippa? That was a nine on the die. So with my plus 14, <laughs> that's a very dirty 23. With Marislova's help, you actually get a plus five bonus. So that gives you a 28, Whoa. which is fine. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> what you are able to figure out, it looking at the runes and with your knowledge, ever increasing knowledge of magics and with Marislova's knowledge of magics, you realize that to deactivate these runes, that there, there's there's runes every 20 or steps down. So you can see, well, you only see one ahead, but from what Marislova knows, every 20 steps down or so, there's one of these runes. And you step on the rune and you pronounce, I, and then Pippa, sacrifice my, and there's the five stages. 
point of order, Marislova. Yes. This will not actually change me into a crown at the bottom. Correct? Thank you for reminding me. Before we go down any further or say the deactivation things, be sure to say I choose not to sacrifice my fertility or youth uh, as on the steps instead of saying I, I choose to sacrifice. Because if you, su- if you choose to sacrifice, you will in fact become a crone. I'm glad I asked. But I, I'm, I 100% believe that, uh, that there is a lot of uh, respect due to our elders, but I would prefer to get there in the fullness of time after I've experienced everything else that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's something to be said about stepping on a stone and says, I choose to sacrifice my fertility. I would love that option, man. Just to step on it. I choose to sacrifice my fertility. I'm I done. Mean, I don't have to worry about myself. it ever again. Sure. I put my fertility in defense position. <laughs> <laughs> Tap, slay, move your card to the side. Play it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of every time you said, I sacrifice my fertility. Mm-hmm. It's like, I activate my trap card. Activate my trap card. <laughs> yeah, so if Maris is leading Pippa to the stairs and sort of showing her where all of these runes are and instructing her in the ritual, I imagine she's also told the rest of the party to walk just behind us and repeat repeat after me here goes so she arrives at the first step and reaches out with her magic and works on deactivating the room and says I Pippa Loxley choose not to sacrifice my youth to the three who are one do I do you want me to roll for it or nope you you okay. do it nothing happens Pippa Pippa directs a, a look over her shoulder at Marislova like can I keep going does that work uh well you are not immediately much older so i believe it is a good chance that we can move forward all right all right just checking yeah just checking you would be pretty instantaneous (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh now i can all i can think of is that scene in uh hercules where as he's like swims down into (gasps) the underworld oh he just becomes wizened and now I'm imagining that happening to all of us as we descend the stairs. <laughs> so yeah, Pippa walks down another 20 steps until she reaches the next rune and again reaches out with her magic and declares, I, Pippa, choose not to sacrifice my fertility to the three who are one. Nothing happens. I don't know how I would know if my fertility was gone, but I suppose if nothing happened the first time, nothing happened now. So here we go. And she heads down to the next one. And repeats the same process. I, Pippa, choose not to sacrifice my health to the three who are one. Okay, there's only two more, right? Because every time we pass one of these, I, I think I'm getting high. Yes, we. The, uh, they're just the two left. Uh, I believe strength and life were the next two. So she reaches the next rune. I, Pippa, choose not to sacrifice my strength to the three who are one, such as it is. Quick, can you hold this? And what? What is it? It, it hands hands over a dumbbell. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here, heft my axe. <laughs> yes. Uh, Marislova hands over her axe to make sure it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, barely, but that's that's about normal for me. This thing is as big as I am. <laughs> well, you are very small. Yeah, but I know. Mighty, I assume. You're just large. And then she always uh, says that. <laughs> She's got a bit of a chip on her shoulder about it. <laughs> I'm going to go down to the final to the final step. 
she kind of stands there, she sort of shakes out her hands, makes sure she's in like the right space to do this final ritual, and says, I, Pippa, choose not to sacrifice my life to the three who are one. You're still alive. So you all follow Pippa down and, and follow her words? Yes, indeed. Yep. To the letter. Waiting three seconds going, this is ridiculous. Witches are the worst. When you reach the bottom, there is yet again a locked door. Marislova. Marislova approaches the locked door. Above the door, there are some faded runes that Marislova reads that just say, Blessed be the path you have walked. Cling not to what you were, but only to what you have become. And opens the door. Yes. As you come in, you see a bent-aged crone stand at the center of a withered cornfield that extends in all directions beneath a waning moon in a starry night sky. Dozens of dead ravens strewn around the ground among shriveled stalks. Uh, is the crone alive or is it like a statue? Nope, she's standing there. She's, she's... Okay, so it's, a, so it's a person. It's a person. Pippa peeks out from behind Marislova and the, looks at the crone and then looks up at Marislova and says, do you know her? As that happens, you see the crone turn around and she goes, oh, hi, honey. Hi, missy. I hear you've been bothering some people who are here to help us. I, I, I haven't been bothering them. I've just been making sure they can survive. I, yes, perhaps, perhaps you have, but maybe a little less. We were pretty bothered. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a rough road. I feel like we would have survived easier if you had just been a little more forthcoming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I think they're right. Perhaps less games and uh, more forthrightness. Marislova, you know that... Baba Yaga makes me do these things. And as you, as she says that, you see her twist her ring, and she morphs from an aged crone to a pregnant woman, and then into what you all know as Missy. Nice to see y'all make it here. All right, drop the accent. You know, I almost died. Wait, you almost died? M- yeah. Yes, in that room where we last met. Jadrinka. I apologize. I've been a bit busy the, these These invaders have got me torn all sorts of directions. Do you know where they are? They've gotten to the Aeon Pit. I I don't know what to do. I can't take them by. All the frost giants in every here, and Calgriel's and her little coven have got me split so many ways and so drained. I don't think I can stand up to them. Maybe you could throw an armor-breaking spider at them. Oh, wait, those were reserved <laughs> just for us. <laughs> Heavens forbid any Didn't of them. Didn't we kill Cagriel? You did, but her coven coven was wreaking havoc. She's the one that let the centaurs in. Oh, a coup. Which is centaurs with her frost giants and those summoning, defiling areas with those androscus. Well, lucky for you, we're also headed to the Eon Pit. So I guess we'll clean up the mess again and maybe not die this time. Moreover, if you came and helped us with that, it, it, w- it would be a mutual aid situation. You know, we'll help you, you help mm. us, and maybe we'll all not die. <laughs> also, can you cure blindness? That too. Very important question. I, I do. Unfortunately, I am I'm mostly oh, drained of my powers, but why, why blind, you say? I have been permanently blind for the past couple of weeks. Come here, weeks. young pup. <laughs> oh. 
He starts walking in the wrong direction. <laughs> and Ravana grabs his hand and walks him in the correct direction. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I I have not mastered echolocation yet. Follow the, the, follow the sound of my voice. It's been 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. You feel a hand. You, you, uh, all of you see her pull out this bottle, and, and it looks like this green slime, and shake it onto her hand and then spread it out, and then just slap it on Buwan's eyes and hold it there for a second, and then pull back. And within a second, Buwan, you start to open your eyes and you see light finally. And it takes a while when you're out of focus and you finally get your your vision back. Buwan, Jeremir, kind of blinks a little bit and he looks Missy in the eyes and he goes, acceptable, and just walks back. <laughs> he notices that Brax has been trying to keep up on his notes and saw like bad handwriting and spelling. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is this? <laughs> oh, I, tr- I, I try to keep up uh, a log of the journals. Abraxas, we are going to talk about your spelling. This is this is atrocious. <laughs> atrocious spell phonetically. R T. <laughs> there, there are severe what gaps you in, your, in, in, in your pedagogy. <laughs> he only knows how to spell like food names. Arugula, yeah. no problem here. Oh, boy. Thank you for keeping up with my journals. By the way, my AC shot up to 20 now. Oh, my God. Really? What a difference. Yeah. Because of the blindness was taking away my dexterity. Yes. Or like, oh, of course it did. Anything. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just whoosh <laughs> right on up. Crikey. Marislova just, like, lightly taps or, like, takes a takes a hand and, like, tenderly, tenderly taps Jadrinka and says, Thank you, darling, for fixing his blindness. Uh, you said the Eon Pits, so I assume we were headed there. I can I can help them with this enemy. Your help probably will be needed. You, For the first time, you see, like, there's some blood running down her arm. Like, when she switched back to her original personality, she looks like she's been battered quite a bit, like she has been battling. You realize she pro- you're probably not the only people battling in this in this in this caverns right now i i think i will need your help i i wish i could help more i just i've been drained of all my powers and i need to i need to recoup as fast as i can so i will probably leave you but but i will try to help as much as i can now i believe one of you have a gem that belonged to somebody that you all cared for once oh uh pippa exchanges a look exchanges a look with abraxas uh eyebrows raised and quickly, quickly signs at him, like, what do you want to do? He'll take a quick moment, and I know they're going to be in the heat of battle soon, and all, all, he'll sign back, I don't like Missy, I I don't trust her, but Marislova has been the only uh, entity we've run into that showed any type of empathy, <laughs> didn't attack us outright and i think he'll sign he'll sign their names so slowly like manette nodessa maybe maybe it's time i think they i think they'd go foot forward let's risk it pippa gives a a solemn nod back and a and a little half smile um and reaches into her pack and withdraws the jewel of kepri from her bag and then, but she's not, she doesn't hand it over. She kind of holds it close to her chest and, and asks, what are you going to do with it? I don't need to do anything with it. I just need you to ha- give it to Buon to hold for a sec. I, this is just what the bones told me when I, when I was doing my rituals this morning. I do not know what will happen. 
our friends disappeared and this was the only thing left. I don't know if they have been sucked into it somehow. I don't know if they merely died or got whisked out of this dimension. I don't know. All I know is this jewel, this jewel is the last thing we have of them. And I need you to promise me that you're not going to do anything to actively destroy or harm it. As far as my understanding, no harm will come to your friends, wherever they may be, or the gem. Takes one last glance at Abraxas. He just like clenches, unclenches his fists, and I'll turn to to Buwan. Harold, just be very careful with it, please. Pippa will. She she trusts Buon. She just doesn't. She doesn't trust uh, mm-hmm. Jedrinka. So she so she mm. relaxes a little bit, knowing that she's handing it to to Buon and not to a stranger. And she extends it extends it up to him. Buon is taken aback by this. He first of all didn't know this jewel existed. Um, we're a we're a big mixed he... bag of secrets. <laughs> 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 I think he he arches an eyebrow at Pippa without saying anything but what he does say out loud is it is beautiful i know and i will take the utmost care of it for whatever will happen i know you will my my trust to be clear our distrust is not with you oh i know and he winks (laughs) um and this buon grabs for it in a way that's different than anything he's like i don't know grabbed from the rest of the party it is with the uh, most gentle, loving tenderness. He treats this like it will break upon contact because he can sense that it means everything to Abraxas and Pippa in some way. And uh, Buon offers out his hands cupped for Pippa to place the jewel inside of him. Sets it down. The moment it touches your skin, Buon, you feel this warmth, and the room starts to grow very brightly. In fact, it shatters the illusion of the that the you know much similar to Missy in the other room where it was a giant pasture. This is a similar illusion, and it shatters the illusion into a cavern once again, and it just gets insanely bright. But unlike the brightness you felt with the 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 fountain of light, this this one provides amount of warmth, and I think all of you feel it. And then the light starts to recede. And as it does, you see on Buon's wrist is a snowflake tattoo. And huh? and the negative is that now ties you to the quest with Baba Yaga, no longer making you an outlier. But the positive thing is it gives you gives you a plus two to any ability score. You could split that score too. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So that gives you a pretty big bump. What color is it? His snowflake. I want to say it's actually rainbow. Oh, oh yes, mm, perfect. Of course. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> combo. It's a combo. And what you, what Pippa and Abraxas, I think you two realize is by transferring this, you know your friends are no longer bound by this Gaius, wherever they may be. That their Gaius got transferred to Buon. Yes. Oh man. The- I mean, that's cool, but Brax to be riddled with guilt to kind of shackle somebody else. I mean, he's going to keep it to himself, but those are kind of just his thoughts. And probably Pippa would be able to pick up kind of like a little bit of distress on his face because it's it's a kind of a bit of relief of who knows where they are. But that's good that they're unshackled wherever, you know, whether they're dimension hopping, 
in the gem, ascended, <laughs> you know, to godhood, what have you, <laughs> whatever back happened. in time, that they're, you know, that they're free. They, they can be free and, you know, that we're going to carry on for them. But now it's, it, it's that bittersweetness of, oh, crap, Buon just took a hit. He he was free and he was definitely here by choice, which was, it is awesome. But now it's, oh, we've got you into this mess. Crap. It's kind of like a mixed bag for Braxis. I'd be interested because I think Buad, would, he, I know this is not necessarily a positive thing in terms of it, it forces you to go along this, but that also means you are now tied with this group. You are no longer an outsider, so to speak. You are part of part of the quest. How does, how does Buon feel about that? Um, Buon feels at peace. I He has already, you know, accepted that he is going to be journeying with them. And now this is the final piece of the puzzle completing the little tribe that they formed. <laughs> They're in this together and they've become a found family, essentially. It's oh. taken a little bit of time, and which is, you know, what happens with found families. And moving forward, they're moving as one unit rather than disparate parts. A year's worth of episodes later, Buon's finally, like, officially a <laughs> member of this party. A year's worth of episodes. I've clinched so my spot. A year, year's worth of episodes. So in other words, like a week. In the background, Andromeda has immediately upon seeing the the gem has recognized that it is a religious artifact of some kind. And so I've quietly done a religion check, which did not go well. I only got a seven on the die. So plus 16 <laughs> is 23. Oh my God, oh, that's an that's... insane bonus. Yeah. I'm an oracle. <laughs> Andromeda, when you feel that warmth, you feel the deserts of Assyrian. You feel waves of heat roll over you, a heat that you have probably never felt living in Irisin, and it feels nice. Uh, and you feel the warmth of the hug of a god, I would say, is, and you realize that this god is Kepri from basically, I don't know, some holy divination between you being an oracle and and the gem hitting you. You get flashes of this desert. You get, you have this vision of this Idris Elba looking man, bare chested <laughs> holding a giant sledgehammer aka Manette's hot dad <laughs> looking holding towards you and smiling and then the, it just breaks and you're back in reality again. She touches her forehead and then looks at Abraxas and Pippa and says, another time. <laughs> <laughs> and does not explain what that means. Just says, yeah. we, uh, that's the implication being, let's talk about this later. <laughs> Cause she, that whole time she kind of had her, like the eyes rolling back in the head look going on. And uh-huh. then, and then sort of touched her forehead and stopped. Pippa, roll me a perception check. Okay. That is going to be a 16 with my perception bonus and a four on the die. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You, you notice two things. In the center of the snowflake is actually a beetle. Aww. And you notice that, that Buwan's dermal piercings are now linked with a slight tan, just ever so slightly, uh, a darker tan reminiscent to the tattoo that Manette had over her face. Oh, yeah. And, and you you definitely get this Manette feels. Manette vibes. I'm also two inches taller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you gained some of her just towering height. Her you are now taller height. than everyone. Yes, no. <laughs> yes. It's, it's my real power fantasy. <laughs> Pippa's having similar feelings to Abraxas, I think, about mi- mixed mixed feelings about 
wherever Manette and Odessa are now, they're no longer bound to this to this cause, which is wonderful. Um, but also, she's a little she's a little as much as she knew that Buon was already committed to coming with them and and helping them with this, she's a little sad that now he is forcibly committed to it. So, so she's and then also just the bittersweet the bittersweetness of of seeing Manette's marks on him she you know where where she can see his snowflake she she sort of reaches up and and runs runs a a thumb over the snowflake tattoo and looks into his eyes just it's she's got like a little tear maybe coming down out of the corner of her eye and she says softly i'm so sorry i'm not oh as Buwan says that, you look over and Missy has laid out a very large picnic blanket. And she goes, I hope you all will join me this time because you have some dangers coming up. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Pods production. We this hope time you we're going to make show. Andromeda eat it. Can't get it. <laughs> she <laughs> went into the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> it's airplane. coming in for a landing. <laughs> Can't get enough of the FWP crew. We <laughs> recommend connecting with our fantastic community. You can do this by joining our episode. conversation on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to all of these on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your Game Daddy Master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. You can reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. This is Logan. You can find me at MainMan08. I'm currently talking about books Hell on Twitter. Yeah. And this is yes. Heidi. You can find me at Vamahillion. That's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O-N on Twitter, where I usually talk about trans issues. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Long. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Do you want to hear something really sad about hurting bodies? Is that I got biceps tendonitis from playing the uh, Ring Fit Adventure. (laughs) Oh my lord. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know what Ring Fit is. <laughs> it's a Switch it's the Nintendo Switch like exercise game. Oh no! It uses a it uses a <laughs> the uh, Pilates oh, okay. um, resistance band. <laughs> resistance. Oh, frame. that's great! I'm so sorry you're having to suffer, but yeah. that's hilarious. I'm actually going through physical therapy right now because of it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh. I just, Does Nintendo have to pay for everything? No. <laughs> Cool. You know, you know it hasn't gone that shit. It hasn't gone that far. <laughs> <laughs>